catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. the spookiest time of the year so i don't know what you're dressing up for halloween but i will be dressing up as the scariest thing out there like a i was thinking like a mid-major who shoots a lot of three-pointers that you're facing in the first round that's always terrifying welcome in everybody this is the believe in jayhawks basketball show i don't know something like a eastern kentucky i don't iona it's always terrifying I am Jonas Nordman. We are winding down the year. We are winding down October, which means we are closer to November, which means we are closer to college basketball season starting up. We have a pretty jam-packed episode on the books for today. We're going to start high with some news. We're going to go a little bit low because there is some unfortunate news that also came out out of Lawrence earlier this week. And then our Big 12 preview series will roll on deep into the heart of texas this is the believe in jayhawks basketball show on the believe podcast network your number one podcast network for professionals we believe in our teams do you believe and what i believe is that things are are starting to get real if you go to kuathletics.com yeah kuathletics.com if you go to the kansas basketball the men's basketball tab if you go to the schedule oh my god there are actually games and there are actually dates to be found. Kansas now knows who they'll be playing, not necessarily where or what time or what network, but they now have opponents for the most part. So as I scroll through Tarleton state, totally a real team. I see our big 12 opponents. And the first thing that smacks me in the face and everyone else is sort of realizing this online is this may be a weird year. There may be fewer games or maybe some canceled games, but for the time being, Kansas once again has a crazy loaded schedule. Oh my goodness. Let's start with the non-conference teams that are causing some trouble. Kentucky. Tennessee. We talked about that last week. Big 12 SEC Challenge. Creighton. Okay. That's already a crazy non-conference schedule. And then all of a sudden, with the news of ESPN's Orlando bubble crashing to the ground, the bubble got popped. Someone took a, a needle to it, popped that bubble. All of a sudden, the reports came out and Kansas is going to play Gonzaga. I was preparing my body and mentally to play Gonzaga in three years. There's going to be USC the next two years. Still no news about that. And then Gonzaga in a couple seasons, but no, 
it looks as if Kansas is going to open their year with with the Zags. So here's what Kansas is looking at in terms of its overall schedule, conference included. Shout out, this is the tweet that's making its rounds at fans of KU. This is actually not a great account to follow. All they do is do stupid memes and take other people's content, but I'll take their content for now. Kansas opponents, basketball opponents this year, plus the ESPN way too early rankings. They came up with another article this week. So twice they were going to play number one Baylor in conference. Already we know amazing team, great defensively, going to be a problem. That's twice this year. He'll face number three Gonzaga. Uh, Number two Villanova is slotted in between those teams. For the time being, Kansas is not facing them, but at this rate, who knows? Number five, Kentucky. Number 11, Tennessee. That seems like an aggressive ranking on ESPN's part, but they are still going to be a solid team that returns a lot from last year. Number 12, Creighton. We've talked about them in the past. Really good team. Number 14, Texas Tech twice. Number 18, West Virginia twice in conference. And number 20, the team we'll talk about today, and a team I did not realize was as, in, as intriguing as they really are, Number 20, Texas, twice. If nothing else, Kansas is going to have the best schedule in the country again. Man, that non-conference slate is just loaded. Gonzaga, Kentucky, Tennessee, Creighton. Those are all top four seeds. Maybe not Tennessee. We'll see about them. But... The other three teams for sure are top four seeds in an NCAA tournament. And Gonzaga and Kentucky are, are one or two seeds. Buckle up. <laughs> it's going to be quite the year. If Kansas had some question marks about the rotation and their lineups and how David McCormack's going to fit in and tie on Grant Foster, how he's going to do, and their depth at the big man position, they're going to figure it out in a big way. All right, so that's going high. That's the news. We've got schedules. We've got Tarleton State, which is awesome. And then Creighton, Tennessee, Gonzaga, Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. But there was an unfortunate story that came out, well, yesterday, actually. Headline, former KU basketball player Silvio DeSosa facing charge of aggravated battery court record show. That... It was a little shocking when it came down the wire. It officially said a University of Kansas senior who recently announced he was leaving the men's basketball team is facing a case in the Douglas County District Court record show. There's only one senior who recently announced he was leaving the program. That is Silvio. And man, I think, what was it, last week, two weeks ago when I was saying, you know, this is a good kid with, who sort of had some bad breaks. Well, you know, we sort of root for the truth here. I'm not going to speculate on what's going on. But the accusations do not sound good. He is soon to be charged with aggravated battery, a level five or mid-level severity felony. He Or it alleges that DeSosa unlawfully, feloniously, and recklessly caused great bodily harm or disfigurement to another person. 
That sounds intense. The alleged incident was reported to Lawrence police as a battery at 2.36 a.m. January 1st on Massachusetts Street. So what sounds like it happened here, and I haven't gone on the board, the forums or anything, seen any rumors to hear what's been going on. But what we got here is a New Year's celebration that got taken too far. 2.36 a.m., on January 1st, mm. if you're wondering about jail time or, or what that carries, uh, for a conviction of a level five felony, a defendant could face anywhere from three years of probation to a maximum of 11 years and four months in prison, depending on criminal history. So when I read that, well, let me, let me back it up. For those of you wondering, that was before the fight in the field house. That game against K-State was January 21st. This, of course, was the New Year's. Make your own ties there in terms of the way he reacted to that. Maybe it makes a little bit more sense. I don't know. But, I don't know, I'm no lawyer, so maybe this is not the best way to go about things, but it's a, it's my program. So what are we going to do? It says, depending on criminal history, it's not a criminal action what happened in the field house, but I do wonder if that gets held against him as if to say, this is a guy who's got some aggressive tendencies. I don't know. Again, just hope for the truth. That's a bad situation for Silvio DeSosa. I will revoke the, this is a good kid that I feel like has gotten a raw break. A raw break. That's pretty bad news. It sounds like he really allegedly beat someone up to a pulp. Bad scene, bad scene. I assume this has something to do with the reason he left. Uh, Bill Self said that he just learned about the incident, the news earlier this fall. So, Silvio DeSoso, facing charges. We'll keep our eye on that one for sure. Believe in Jayhawks, a basketball program. I am Jonas Nordman. If you have any thoughts on Silvio, if you have any thoughts on the schedule, let me know at JonasN310 on Instagram, at Jonasty90 on Twitter. And so... We make that smooth transition to our Big 12 preview series. Last week, we talked about Oklahoma. Uh, we talked about Oklahoma and Austin Reeves and how I was so underwhelmed by him. Uh, the Big 12 all-first team or preseason all-first team came out, and wouldn't you know it, that Austin Reeves is on there. <laughs> There's either a dearth of talent in the Big 12 this year, which I don't think is the case, or maybe I'm just full of it. Very likely. I still think that Austin Reeves is not a big-time performer. We will let the season play itself out. We move on from Norman to their Red River rivals, the Texas Longhorns. And, you know, I, I was expecting to go into this preview with Texas, and I, I was figuring I was going to be underwhelmed. Shock of smart, whatever. Came in. Shot a cannon up across Bill Self's brow when he was hired at Texas saying, oh, yeah, my system of VCU worked against Kansas in 2011, didn't it? 
Well, he's gone on to beat Bill Self maybe once. His team has been very underwhelming. Shaka Smart has been on the hot seat essentially for the last, what, three years or so. His nose is still prominent. He still looks like Nick Wright on Fox Sports, or Nick Wright looks like him. But this may be his year. And if it isn't, this may be it for old Shaka. Here's the deal with Texas. Last year's record, 19-12, and 9-9 and in Big 12 play. Underwhelming, yes, but that doesn't really tell the whole story. Texas as a team, their team rankings, 64.2 points per game, 378th in the country. Rebounds per game, 31.8. That is 410th in the country. Yikes, considering they have Jericho Sims, who's an athletic freak. Assists per game, 11.6, 342nd in the country. Points allowed, 63.3 points per game. Things really bottom out last year for Texas. The low point in their year, February 15th, they were 14-11 and 11 overall and 4-8 and eight in the Big 12. They had just gotten annihilated by Iowa State, who was not that great last year. They lost 81-52 to 52 to the Clones. And things were looking bad for Texas. They then rattled off five straight victories before losing their last game of the year versus Oklahoma State, beating TCU, Kansas State, a ranked West Virginia, a ranked Texas Tech, and of course their rivalry game at Oklahoma. And the game at or against Texas Tech was on the road in Lubbock. So you can do the math from there. They were four and eight. They finished nine and nine. This is a team that is on a roll. What did they lose? Basically nothing. Key departed players, they don't have a key departed player. They only lost one player, Kia Jones, and he only averaged 3.6 points per game, bit player. They return everybody. I am not yanking your leg. All five starters return. The rest of the bench returns. There is essentially zero turnover whatsoever for a team that was feeling good about themselves, feeling their oats, if you will, at the end of the year. Matt Coleman is back. He's finally a senior. He, remember, put 20 points on KU in one of their games last year. Andrew Jones, amazing story. Beat cancer, 11.5 points per game. Courtney Ramey is back. Jericho Sims just mentioned him, athletic freak. He once put, he put 20 points on a game against KU, I believe, in Austin. Of course, Jace Febris. Kamaka Hepa is back. I just want to mention him. He's always running around like a chicken with his head cut off <laughs> during those games. But all five starters are back. The bench is back. Intriguing prospects in Austin. Am I wrong? Now, I, I go to the recruiting and I see, oh, dear. They have all this all these pieces coming back. They're all upperclassmen. All of them average between nine to close to 13 points per game. At least your starters did, excuse me. 
but the recruiting is 10th in the Big 12. Of course, 10 teams in the Big 12. If you've been listening to this program, you probably know that by now, but just in case you weren't clear. Well, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper here. Why is this team ranked dead last in recruiting? Well, it turns out it's because they lost that one roster spot and they filled it with, according to 24-7 recruiting, the number nine recruit in the nation. So they only had the one spot on the roster and they got, went and got themselves a top recruit. Five-star Greg Brown. He's from Austin, Texas, so he doesn't have very far to move. Number two player at his position, the number one player in the state of Texas. Uh, 24-7 ranks him as the sixth best recruit that Texas has ever hauled in, or Texas basketball, I should say. Behind such luminaries, of course, is Durant, Mohamed Bamba, Avery Bradley, Miles Turner, and Jordan Hamilton. So you can see why there's reason for optimism. This is a team that's probably going to come in preseason ranked in the 20s to 25s, you know, low, low rankings, but they will be ranked. And what's it going to come down to? What's the key here? Is Shaka the real deal? Is Shaka Smart going to finally get over the hump within the Big 12? He's had talented players. He's had Miles Turner. He's had Mo Bamba. He has Matt Coleman. No, Courtney Ramey is a solid player. Jericho Sims was another high recruit. Kind of looks like Sideshow Bob. You know, he's had Jared Allen. I mean, if you're a big, lengthy, rangy big man, you're, you're going to Texas. <laughs> no, sort of goes within the Tristan Thompson mold as well. He was just a little bit more undersized. Something still feels off about Texas to me. I'm a big fan of Matt Coleman, and that might be enough. Greg Brown might be the piece that puts them over the edge at 6'9", 195. Sounds like he's another big, athletic power forward. But Shaka has had talent before, and he's 90 and 78 overall at Texas. You know, let's just basically say that he's earned his plus 12. He's 12 over 500 because of non-conference games and some of the cupcakes. But they're coming in with momentum. They're coming in with continuity. And they are adding a key piece. Will they make the tournament? Yes. Big 12? They, I suppose, could go as high. I mean, are we talking about a team that could go as high as third in the Big 12 here, but behind Kansas and Baylor? In a year that is so improbable, the continuity that Texas is showing might be the biggest key in the conference. Something to consider and something to keep an eye on. Taking a look at their upcoming schedule. Now the schedules are set. They have games against Davidson, 
They are going to play Baylor. Remember, we talked about Big 12 play happening in December this year. They're going to Baylor to start off the year. We're going to learn a lot about both programs right off the bat. I assume teams are still figuring out their scheduling because Texas only has the two non-conference games, and then it's right into Big 12 play. And something to keep an eye on for both Texas and Kansas fans. Second to last game of the year. At the Fieldhouse. Oh, sorry, no, this is at in uh, the Irwin Center in Austin. February 22nd, Kansas versus UT. Should be interesting. I am not prepared to say that Texas is a third-place team in the Big 12. But I wouldn't be shocked. I, I will wrap it up on this. We had a lot to get through. I feel like I rolled through it a little quickly. Um, I was talking about scheduling for Kansas. You want to talk about a way to finish off a year. I know Iowa State and K-State are not going to be the strongest contenders this year, but we know that as KU fans, that anytime KU goes on the road, anytime Kansas goes on the road, especially within Big 12 play, they have that target on their back, especially when they go to Ames, and especially when they go to Manhattan. So here is how Kansas is going to finish off their Big 12 play and their season. Something to look forward to as the season progresses. <laughs> February 13th, right before Valentine's Day, there will be no love lost in names. At Iowa State, then they go to K-State. Then they play Texas Tech. Then, of course, I just mentioned they go to Austin. And Kansas is going to finish the season by hosting... Baylor. Big 12 title perhaps on the line. Circle that ahead of time for college game day to perhaps be traveling if they are traveling by that point. Guess I have to watch myself there. Don't really know what the situation will be worldwide by the time late February rolls around. But how about that? Kansas hosting Baylor to end the year. Pretty crazy. All right. Appreciate everybody listening. Have yourself a safe, have yourself a responsible Halloween. Something else that's scary, something else that's spooky, dress up as a K-State fan or something. Oh, man, is that terrifying. That was a low low blow. I appreciate it. We are moseying our way. We are matriculating our way. To November, it's it's crazy. I will speak with you all next week. The Big 12 previews will roll on through. Who will it be? You'll have to tune in. Enjoy your fall. Enjoy your Halloween. Let me know what your thoughts are and everything that we talked about here on the program. And until next week, I leave you with a rock chalk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.